this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Each Sunday in Advent, I've been lifting up the stories of some of the people that helped to tell this epic story of love came down in Jesus Christ. Mary, Joseph, Zachariah, Elizabeth, parents of John the Baptist, the prophet who helps to prepare the way. And what we see in these stories is God using imperfect people common everyday people to tell this epic story and today i'm going to tell the story of joseph uh, the man who would be jesus's father and i must admit to you this week i started to think that maybe i haven't given joseph his fair due over the years i mean first of all mary deserves every moment of the spotlight she gets this time of year mary deserves the spotlight I love to talk about Mary. I talk about Mary every year. I love to talk about her courage, her bravery, her trust, and and letting God use her life. I love to read the song that is in Luke, Mary's Magnificat, as it says in Latin, where Mary um, proclaims what God has done, where the powerful will be knocked off their thrones, where the poor will be fed and the rich will be sent away empty. Mary's words have made politicians nervous for centuries. I love to talk about Mary. And our two Gospels that tell the story of Jesus' birth, Matthew and Luke, Luke tends to focus on Mary. It's Mary who tells the angel bravely, let it be with me according to your will It's Luke who tells us about the shepherds keeping watch in the fields by night. It's Luke that tells us about Mary going to visit her cousin Elizabeth and the whole uh, miraculous incident of the old parents at old age becoming parents and Zachariah losing his voice because he's so shocked that he's going to be a father. That's all in Luke. I mean, good grief, I've named my kid Luke. You all get this. This is no surprise. But Matthew, Matthew, he's got something there in this story. In fact, to me, there's a current, there's a thread in the way that he tells Jesus' birth that um, is so human and universal to us all in this very unnormal story about a miraculous birth. And as I read the scripture today from Matthew, I hope you will try to listen for what you think is that universal human experience in this story about a a miracle. And in fact, this week, as you spend some time in your own devotional reading, I really hope that you might spend some time reading Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and, and read about this story of Jesus come to earth. So here's Joseph's story today. It's Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. 
when his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is, the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Well, did you notice the part of the story that I think is particularly relatable here? Fear. Do not be afraid, Joseph. We all know fear. (laughs) Notice in this story, as you read it this week of Matthew chapters 1 and 2, you will notice that fear is woven throughout this story. We see people respond to fear in different ways. When Herod hears the news from the visiting Magi that they are searching for the king of the Jews, it says, King Herod was frightened. His fear makes him respond by trying to kill this perceived threat of the king of the Jews. And when he can't find Jesus, he will kill innocent children because he's afraid. Mary and Joseph will have to flee for safety in Egypt in fear as refugees to save their child's life. Fear is woven throughout this story. But before we get to the hard part, the scary part of the story, we have Joseph here today, and we see how he responds to fear. He's a common guy, an average guy, engaged to a woman named Mary, This would have been a marriage arranged by their families. Marriage was not so much about love in those days. It was an arrangement. And then came the terrible news. Mary's pregnant. We don't know how he heard it, if Mary told him herself or if word just got around town. But it was beyond embarrassing. It was shameful. Folks were talking about Mary. Her belly was growing with each passing day, and maybe Mary couldn't run from the situation, but he sure could. He was going to dismiss her quietly, not make a big deal of it publicly, just get out of the whole arrangement. Mary could have been killed, after all. The shame was that great, killed. Joseph didn't want anything bad to happen to her. He just wanted to get out of the deal. Matthew tells us that Joseph was a righteous man. I love that small detail about the man who would be Jesus's father. He was righteous. He was a good guy. 
He just wants out of this mess of a situation. And as soon as he decides what he's going to do, an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream and tells him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Marry this girl. This is a part of God's epic plan. And here's the crazy part. He says yes. He doesn't run away. He stays. He says yes and doesn't give in to the fear. He doesn't know who yet Jesus will be. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He has the promises of his faith. He has the, the, the promises of scripture. But he doesn't even yet know all that's going to happen in the future. He hasn't even talked to his parents yet. I wouldn't have wanted to be around for that conversation. And he doesn't have any proof. Not a bit of proof. I might have said, can you put something in writing like a good lawyer would insist upon? Or maybe a, a sign in the sky so that everybody else can see it, that this really is a God thing. All he had was a dream, a dream of hearing that God was doing this epic thing to not be afraid. And Joseph stays. He doesn't give in to the fear. He says yes. I have thought about all the times in my own life where I have let fear rule the day. <laughs> every sleepless night, every long-held regret of something I wanted to say but didn't say or something I shouldn't have said that I said, all the what-ifs that have wrecked my sleep, every no I have given when I really wanted to say yes. <laughs> Fear. Fear. Frankly, it's really why I went to social work school after college. I wanted, I wanted to really go to seminary. Social work school was great, but my heart, I wanted to go to seminary, but I was too scared. Be a minister? Ugh. Fear. I think all of us. I think all of us in the room could think back on our lives and realize that when we were looking back, it was fear that was ruling our decisions. Fear of failure. Fear of not being enough. Fear of disappointment. Fear of what others are going to think about us or say about us. I remember a mother of three who was telling me about how they came to be foster parents. And she and her husband, of course, you know, they have to do so many hoops. They had done classes and background checks and home visits and tons of paperwork. And it, at this point, it was all completed. And this wife, it had really been her idea in the first place to become a foster family. And uh, it was all done. And the very next day, a child was going to be coming to their house. And she told me that that night, she just could not sleep. For the fear of it. It was like a ton of fear on her chest. And she said, I just kept thinking of everything through my mind. And I finally said to my husband in the darkness, what if this is a disaster? What if we really mess up our kids? What if this child has more needs than we can handle? Maybe I should call the social worker in the morning and tell her we need more time. We're not ready. And he said, what if God is sending us this child to love? 
They welcomed kids for years into their family after that night. Do not be afraid. What if God calls us out of our fears? Fear makes us smaller, isolated. It can wreck our sleep. Fear can steal our joy. We see in Herod's story that it can make people dangerous. We tell ourselves that by listening to the fear, we are playing it safe, but sometimes what we don't realize is we're just locking ourselves in, preventing ourselves from growing or changing, becoming more fully the person God is calling us to be. Writer Anne Lamont says, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Maybe the angel didn't manage to take away all of Joseph's fears forever after that night. Just think of all that he doesn't yet know that's about to happen. He's about to make a road trip he does not want to make to Bethlehem. And there's a lot. It's going to get to be a bumpy ride for him. And he doesn't even know that. There will be plenty of things to be scared about in the future. But he found something that night. He found a faith that was bigger than the fear. He didn't let it stop him. He said yes. Yes, to God's epic plan. 1 John 4.18, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love drives out our fears. Perfect love, God's love, drives our fears away. And I don't know what's keeping you up these days. I don't know what burdens you may carry right now. But I know that in just a few moments, our children are going to tell you a story about a perfect love born to imperfect people. Just a couple of kids, really. And they will be far from home, and they will have no one and nobody in that moment. And this perfect love will come to rough and tumble shepherds of all people an outsider magi who hear the news first. He came to save the broken and the lost. He came to save us from our fears. Emmanuel, God with us. Yes. Yes. Amen.